Hey love, welcome to another episode of the Modern Day P31 Woman Podcast with your host, Crystal Ngamezi. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Long time, no, I would say see, but I can't really see y'all, but it's great to be back on the podcast show. I've had a very um, busy month, and um, since the last time we spoke, God has been giving me messages after messages for you all, so I am hoping that by His grace, I'll be able to deliver those messages back to back for you, because He's really been stirring me up and showing me a lot, and I'm excited to deliver a really great word um, for you in this episode. I have been ministered to through the words I'm going to share with you today. And it's really been sitting on me, on my heart and on my spirit, and it's really been challenging me as well. And so I want to share some of those words with you today. And I also want to ask you, are you salty? Now, if you grew up the way that I grew up, if somebody asks you, are you salty? It has a different meaning <laughs> than what I'm actually going to get into in today's podcast episode. So before we get into that, I want to read for you our anger verse of this episode. If you are new here, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast show so you get notifications whenever a new episode is uploaded. And also leave us a review and ratings on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast streaming service you're using to listen to these episodes because it really helps the organization out a lot to be able to reach new women who God wants to reach. So you have an opportunity to participate in this ministry, share the episodes, rate us, review, leave review. I read the reviews. And so if you are listening, please pause this, subscribe, leave us a rating and leave us a review so that you can actually join us in the work that we're doing for the kingdom. Amen. Amen. So today's anchor verse is going to be coming out of Matthew chapter five, verse 13 through 16. Now I love Matthew chapter five, because you will also see in this chapter, what is called the Beatitudes. And um, you'll read that in the beginning of that chapter. If you've never read the Beatitudes, I would encourage you to start with the beginning of chapter five and read all the way down. It's really, really, really good for your spirit. But for today's episode, we're going to start with chapter 5, verse 13. So it says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So if you've ever heard, you know, let your light so shine, like that's where that comes from. It comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. And I've read this verse before. I've heard this, you know, this scripture read several times. But when I read it, again this month, it was really kind of almost chastising me because it revealed to me that there are certain times and certain areas in my life where I try to almost kind of hide my light. Um, I feel like I've shared in a previous episode, um, you know, some of my childhood traumas. I used to be a very like shy girl coming up. 
um, very quiet. I really didn't talk a lot. So for me to literally be used to be having this podcast and doing what I do for a living is like almost hilarious because I literally used to like never talk. So um, there was a time where I used to be very, very boisterous in my gifts and my talents when I was a kid. And then, you know, as you grow up, you get bullied, you get talked about, the devil comes in and uses people to discourage you. And that happened to me and I became very, very, very silent. And anytime people would look at me or if I would ever get like large crowds of people showing me attention by myself, it would make me very, very, very uncomfortable. So I used to struggle very heavily with like social anxiety. And so even now, as as God has been using me to preach his word, to prophesy, to encourage, to exhort, to teach, um, it is something still new for me um, because I didn't come from this. I don't come from a line of pastors and preachers and, you know, prophets. Um, I don't come from this. So this has been a, a shift for me as a person. It's something that I'm learning more and more about every day as God has gifted me um, with the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be able to shine my light, if you will, by doing good work so that when people see me and they see my ministries and they see my brands, they see that it's God and God gets the glory. And so we're going to um, dive deeper into that. Like, what does it mean to let your light so shine? What does it mean to actually do good works? And what does it mean to be salty, to lose your saltiness? So when I asked you in the beginning, are you salty? I wasn't referring to like, do you have an attitude? <laughs> Is something wrong with you? I'm referring to the salt that God has called us to be, the salt of the world. Are you salty or are you watered down? Are you, the term I've been using for the past few episodes, are you lukewarm? And this lukewarm thing, man, I feel like that's my ministry because I used to be lukewarm and I feel similar to Paul when Paul was, you know, um, had his experience on Damascus with the Lord and he transitioned from being a Pharisee who was literally, you know, crucifying Christians to being a Christian. He was called to the Gentiles. He was called to, you know, the lost. And I feel like oftentimes God will take you out of a place in order to use you to later minister to the people who came from the place where you came from. So as someone who grew up in a, you know, a religious space that was very like lukewarm, I feel like I'm called to speak and to minister to those who are lukewarm. Um, those of you who maybe you know about God, you know about Jesus, you believe he exists, but you don't actually have a relationship with him that bears the fruit of someone who knows him in spirit and in truth. So let's dive deeper into what it really truly means and looks like to be salty. So as I was exploring this theme, this topic of conversation, if you will, when it comes to saltiness, God dropped something in my spirit that was like pivotal and moving for me at the time because God has been really intentional about revealing to me the hands and the work of Satan. And when you, you know, actually dive in deeper into your relationship with God through Jesus Christ, God will reveal to you more and more and more 
about the strategies of Satan. You've heard me say on this episode before, the Bible says, don't be ignorant to Satan's devices. And so oftentimes God will bring a storm. He will bring obstacles. He will bring trials and tribulations into our lives to reveal to us the hands and the strategies and the works of Satan so that not only will we be informed, but we will be called into ministry to inform others, to pray for others. And so something that God dropped in my spirit the other day was he was telling me like, yeah, Satan hates my image. In the beginning, when you study Genesis, which I encourage you to do on this podcast show, we preach the Bible. So I always encourage you ladies to, you know, take the scriptures from every episode and actually study it for yourself and ask God questions about it. When you study Genesis in the beginning, um, every time I read Genesis, I'm looking for something new. I'm looking for something different. I am paying attention to things that I may not have paid attention the first, the third, the fifth, the sixth time I read it. And what is fascinating about Genesis is you're able to see, you know, the hands of Satan and kind of how he moves and his intentionality. When Satan was kicked out of heaven, it was because he was trying to steal God's glory. And when he was sent down to earth, he has this way about him that he hates to see anything that resembles God's image. So Satan is not really after you. He is after God's image. This is why whenever you start worshiping God, whenever you start having faith, whenever you start to look like God, you get attacked. Have you, if you've ever noticed that, like I've heard women when I talk to women, you know, They'll say things like, yeah, you know, I was fasting and praying, but then I got attacked or I had faith, but then I got attacked and it discouraged me. Don't be discouraged by the attacks. The attack is evidence that you look like God. If you are not being attacked, you do not bear God's image because Satan only wants to attack that which looks like God. Satan is attracted to the image of God. Whenever I have prophecies, like prophetic dreams, or God just like, he just sends me into places in the spirit, I'm always attacked. Like attacks for me are consistent because God is consistently showing me himself because I'm consistently obedient I am consistently looking like God. So therefore I am consistently attacked and it is not anything that is unusual to me anymore because I've been doing it for as long as I have. But I understand that for some of you who maybe are new or maybe those of you who are coming back into the faith, um, this is an area that often discourages the children of God is like being attacked or being discouraged or, you know, just things in life happening to us and, God wants us to understand not just what is happening, but why. The Bible says in all of your understanding, in all of your getting, get an understanding. And so when you understand that, man, Satan hates the image of God, you should expect to be attacked. You should expect to be affected and afflicted in some way. But the Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You have to know who God is. And you have to learn, understand who you are in him. Jesus said, all the authority, everything that God has given to me, I'm giving to you as my disciples. So I understand that it is okay for me to bear the image of God and to let my light 
shine in the world because when I shine in the world, it allows other people to see God and to glorify God and to build a relationship with God. And that is my ultimate purpose. Your ultimate purpose is to bear the image of God. It's not to get a house. It's not to get a fiance, a husband. It's not to have babies. It's not to have a million dollar or six figure business. It's to bear God's image. And oftentimes, we as believers get so caught up in the world that we're in that we lose track and we lose focus of who we were called and created to be in the first place. You were created to bear the image of God. We are in the world, but not of it. And that's what it looks like to be salty. If you look so much like the world, you sound like the world, you think like the world, you want the things that the world wants, you have lost your saltiness. And the Bible says, what good is it for salt to lose its saltiness? It's not good for anything. Revelation says, God says in Revelations, I'd rather you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll chew you up and spit you out of my mouth. So it's important for us to understand that we are called to be salty. We are called to bear the image of God. What does it look like to bear the image of God? To be obedient to what God says. Where will you find what God says in the Bible? from those who are called to preach and to teach from the Bible, <laughs> not inspirational messages that make you feel good, but God's word. And that's why I'm so intentional on this podcast show about preaching God's word, because we have so many inspirational speakers, but we don't have enough people who actually speak the word of God and who speak the word of God with authority that came from God. That's what the anointing looks like. And so when we talk about saltiness, it's important for us to understand that that means bearing the image of God. And when you bear the image of God, do not be discouraged by the attacks that come with bearing the image of God, because Satan has always been after God's image. That's why he perverts that which God creates. The Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What is he coming to steal, kill, and destroy? God's image. He's coming to steal God's image. That means he wants to come steal your joy. You having joy makes you look like God. He wants to come steal your praise out of your mouth. You praising God looks like God. He wants to come steal your faith. You having faith looks like God. So don't be discouraged by the attacks. It should be evidence that you look like God. Therefore, it should make you want to go harder. It should make you want to further let your light shine. Let your light shine. Don't conceal the light. Let your light shine because your light shining in a dark world, in a dark society, in a dark generation has purpose. God wants people to see your light shine through the good works that he will call you to do so that when they see it, they will glorify your father who is in heaven. So as you let the words of this podcast show, this episode, minister into your spirit and minister over your life and actually change your mind, the Bible says, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why do we need a mind renewal? Because of the world that we're in. It's easy to become, you know, distracted, um, consumed with the ways of the world. 
And that's why it's so important for you to have a devotional life of your own. And that's what I encourage. I always encourage, you know, women, people I talk to, people I minister to, even people who I coach through my, you know, services to have a devotional life, like actually be intentional about your relationship with God, because that's where the answers lie. I'm just the conduit. I'm just someone to hear, to help you, to be the mouth of God when he needs me to be, but you still need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't get into heaven off of a cosign unless your cosign is Jesus, because he knows you. Your cosign ain't going to be your pastor. It's not going to be the the person you look up to on social media is not going to be your favorite artist. They can't co-sign for you. You have to have that relationship for yourself. There is a work that is required of you, that participation. And that is oftentimes what causes us to lose our saltiness is we stop talking to God. We stop praying. We don't read our Bible or we stop reading our Bible because of persecution because of the obstacles in life, because of the trials and tribulations. Maybe you were disappointed by someone, you know, in ministry or in church or what have you. People should not disrupt or discourage you from having a relationship with your father. If someone made you stop believing in God, then you really didn't believe in him that much. Because if you really knew God, you would know that the things that he has for you are written. They are so, and they will be if you continue to walk and remain in his word, in his will. People don't have anything to do with that. And so I want to encourage you to continue to walk in having your own relationship with God, like read your own Bible. Don't depend so heavily on other people to like read the Bible for you. Like you have eyes, you can comprehend, you have a brain, you get the Bible app, you have, you can get a physical Bible. If you go to church, they have Bibles there for you. Like there is a participation required in this thing. And so often, you know, I think it's just like a human thing. We tend to not participate when we see other people who are doing it. Like it's easy for you to have faith for others who have evidence that God is doing his thing and, you know, all this stuff, but it's, it's hard for you to have faith for yourself. Like I am not here for you to have faith in me, right? I have faith for me. God has deposited a seed of faith for me. And he uses people in my life to build on that faith, to encourage me, to inspire me, but nobody can have faith for you. You have to have faith for yourself and faith comes from the Lord. God is the one who gives you the faith. The Bible says one man plants, another man waters, but God brings the harvest. And so what I want to encourage you to do, if you find yourself one of those people who you can believe God for somebody else, but you have a hard time believing God for yourself, it may be because your devotional life is struggling or you do not have a devotional life. And that's why you have low faith or you have a lack of faith or when you know, a, a prophetic word is spoken over you. You don't, you're unable to receive it because you haven't been cultivating the land that God wants to dwell in. That land is your heart. Does God have your heart? Oftentimes lukewarm believers are those who intellectually believe that God exists, 
but their heart is not connected to God. The Bible says, you know, God says in his word, like, I want your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And so if you find that you're one of those people where you're like, yeah, I believe in God. Yeah, I go to church or yeah, I watch church online. But when you look at your life, when you assess the saltiness in your life, is it flavorful? Does it have the salt of God? Is there evidence of the Holy Spirit at work in your life? Is there evidence of God's word in your life? Not in someone else's life, in your own life. If you can look at your life and you see that it does not have enough salt, that's an opportunity for you to increase your participation in cultivating a real and authentic relationship with your God, right? The Bible says, or God says in his word, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray to me, I would heal their land. And so many times when I look on social media and I just like kind of hear conversation, primarily from church people, it is this idea of God, come pick us up. This world is crazy. God, come get us. Man, we in the last days. Man, y'all crazy. And there is more energy in talking about how crazy the world is than in there being energy and them being the solution. The world is crazy because you're meant to be a light in a dark place. The world is crazy because you're meant to be the salt of the earth. So how are you participating in what God actually wants to do through you? Because if all you're doing is complaining about how crazy the world is and how bad the sinners are, I mean, that's, I mean, that's understood. Like, I mean, you don't have to be a believer to see the world is crazy, but what are you doing about it? Because God has a solution that he's placed in you. You're called to be a solution to a problem that exists in this world. You're not just called to be here and take up space. So are you salty? Do you bear God's image? Are you obedient to God's word? Do you know God's word? Do you meditate on God's word? Do you live out God's word in real life? Are you a hearer of the word or are you a doer of the word? Do you have faith without works? Because faith without works is dead. That means if you receive a word, but you don't act on it, it's dead. There is a participation that is required for your relationship with God. There is a participation that's required with faith. It is not okay for you to have faith for the next person, for the next believer, if you don't have faith for yourself. And so I want to encourage you and I want to provoke a change in your mind for you if you find that you are that person in this season, whether you're going through a dark time, whether you're going through a season of isolation, whether you're going through a purification process, whether God is sanctifying your heart, sanctifying your mind in him, there is a requirement for you to act on your faith. There is a requirement for you to cultivate your own relationship with Jesus Christ. There is a requirement. The Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. 
And we talked about this, this verse, another episode that required means much is asked back. That asked back looks like sacrifice. So it can later, it can, it can be interpreted as to whom much is given, much is sacrificed. Your obedience looks like sacrifice. That means take time off social media, take time off of meditating on other people's lives, which is causing you to be depressed and to dwell in comparison and replace that time meditating on God's word, which will cause you to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only, which will call you cause you to be salty and not someone who is flavorless without flavor, without the word, without the Holy Spirit, without power, without authority without the anointing, God wants you to be salty. He doesn't want you to see other people who are salty and be inspired by what God is doing in their lives. God wants to do a work in you. God wants to use you to perform good works that people may see you and glorify your father who is in heaven. This doesn't mean anything if you don't become a conduit of what God wants to do in the earth. What I am doing here is not for me to show off how good God is in my life. I have a testimony that is produced to inspire and to impart faith in the lives of those who will hear it. This is me letting my light shine so that people will see the good works I do for God and glorify my father who was in heaven. And if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have a responsibility and a mandate from heaven that is required of you to do the same. And what does that look like? It looks like obedience. It looks like having a devotional life with God. It looks like giving God your whole heart, not just the parts of your heart that make you feel comfortable not this compartmentalized faith and believe in God, but no, believe God in the areas that you feel are dirty. Believe God in the areas where you feel ashamed. Believe God in the areas where you've been disappointed because God wants all of you. He wants all of your heart. He wants all your brokenness. He wants all the mess. God wants all of it. He can handle it because he can use it and he can produce a good work through it that will cause people to see it and to believe in him, to have hope in him again. That is the purpose of of this ministry, is to inspire a generation to bear the image of God. God wants you, God wants us to maintain our saltiness. Don't allow media and the world to desensitize you to cause you to be watered down, to have an empty faith where you are believing God for the things that pagans believe God for. No, God wants to do a work in you. He wants to heal your body. He wants to save your soul. He wants to deliver you and your family from demons and from mental strongholds that have engulfed a society, that have engulfed a generation. God wants you to be healed. He doesn't just want you to be ministered to. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be transformed. He wants you to be new again, to bear his image, the image that started you, the image that created you, the image that birthed you. You come from God. You are his. And he wants you to remain in him. 
you will find in John chapter 15, where it talks, where Jesus talks about remain in me and I will remain in you. I am the vine. Anyone who disconnects themselves from me will perish. And whenever you eat fruit or you eat vegetables, or if you grow them in your backyard, you'll notice once that thing gets cut off the vine, it's on its own. Leave it there for a couple of days. It's going, it's going to die. That's what we look like when we try to disconnect from the vine, which is Jesus. We perish. We die. Your soul will perish. Your life will perish. Your hope will perish. Your purpose will perish. Your faith will perish when you disconnect from the vine. Stay connected to the vine. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Don't lose your flavor. Don't lose your saltiness. You were created to be salty. You were created to bear the image of God. God knew you before you knew you. The Bible says your life is hidden in Christ. That means if you are outside of Christ, you don't even know your real life yet. For some of you, you're trying to find your life in social media and in Instagram. You're trying to find your life in relationships and people. You're trying to find your life in a job. Your life is not in those things. Your life is in Christ. That's why you're still searching. Connect to him and remain in him. This is how we preserve our saltiness. So thanks to your downloads, we've opened up our listener support feature, which allows listeners of the Modern Day P31 Woman podcast to support us through a small monthly subscription. Partner with us as we continue to spread the gospel to modern day P31 women around the world. Click the link in our show notes to support. Did you enjoy this episode? Do us a favor by sharing your thoughts with us online by tagging at P31WomenOrg on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast show so that you get updates and notifications on new episodes and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.